You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville Podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here again with Mr. Jeffrey Perry. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Jeff. Anyways, so today's podcast, obviously, I hope that everyone had a great week so far. Today's podcast, like most of you know, I had some family come in. My birthday was just this past weekend. He turned 25. 25, 25. Anyways, so they came in and, and we all hung out. And most of you that have followed my story realized that it wasn't but six months ago that we made connection again after 33 long years. And so it was a, a great experience to have that family here in town and hang out and uh, get to know more about each other and drink smoked ribs. The smoked ribs were awesome, right? You Phenomenal. If, if, if anybody's listening... They need to hit Alex up for his smoked ribs. Don't hit me up because chances are, unless I have an event going on or something like that, I won't make them. But if I do happen to make them and I happen to invite you, you may want to accept that invite and go ahead and show up and see what they're all about. I would strongly recommend that. Yeah. So even my family was like, hey, I didn't realize that you actually knew what the fuck you were doing when you told us you were going to make ribs. They were like... We just kind of, you know, went with the flow. And then when they had them, they were like, holy shit, these are awesome. We even had rib tacos the next day. So I cut all the, the meat off, or not the next day, the day after that. I cut all the meat off the ribs and everything and, and diced it up and made tacos out of it. You know, because. And your dad said he loved them. Of course he did. I fucking made them. He should love them. <laughs> so anyways, but that's what today's podcast is about. So I want to talk about family. I want to talk about it from a standpoint that. It's kind of, you know, you always get this, oh, well, blood's thicker than water and family is this and family is that, you know, and, and when we come to realize it, family obviously is important. I don't want to make it sound like I'm not talking about that, but family isn't always blood. You know, it doesn't mean that, hey, you know, your mom and dad had a kid and that's your brother and, you know, their sister had a kid and that's your niece or your nephew or, or I'm sorry, your cousin and your sister had a kid, and that's your niece and nephew, that necessarily isn't always the case. Like, for example, with you, Jeff, mm-hmm. um, you're basically like a brother. We're family without the blood relation. When something happens, if I need something, you're there for me, or if you need something, I'm there for you. You know, So that's kind of an unspoken thing. No, we're not blood-related. No, nowhere along the line that I'm aware of did anybody in my family bone anyone in your family. <laughs> like Joe Dirt. Well, I'm your have. sister. I'm, I'm your sister. sister. I'm your sister. <laughs> they may have, you know, because clearly I just had like 200 Mexicans sprung upon me. So nobody knows what they did. But thank God they didn't build the wall before I met them all. Yeah. So but, you know, so the the family aspect of it is family is someone that you believe to be somebody that you truly care about. You know, somebody that is there for you. You can have close friends that you consider family. No, they're not. When you map out your family tree, they're not going to fall into it. But in how many occasions or how many cases has there been where somebody has stepped up to be the family member that we never had? You know, me growing up, for example, it wasn't the fault of my dad or that side of the family that we were separated. But uh, Ed, my little brother Elijah's father, stepped in and treated me like his son, Mm -hmm. you know, up until current times. I mean, right now, today, 
he would, if I called him and I needed something, he'd be there, whether it be advice, money, direction, guidance, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, and that's a, a complete stranger from the, the family tree, so to speak. But here we are years down the road, even after my mom's passing, even after me meeting my real dad and that side of the family, he's still there as a figure in case I need something. Now, granted, this guy has been there for 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. you know, 20 plus years, actually. So naturally, that's a that's a family aspect. But you have those people growing up too. you know, the, the person Roger, for example. So those of you that are listening, Roger was a guy that was a neighbor of my dad and my sister and brothers. Mm -hmm. He was a neighbor and he kind of got in a a position. I don't want to go too deep into his story because it's obviously his story, but he got into a position where he, he basically didn't have any family and my family took him in and raised them as their own, you know, and here we are 20, 20 years later or so. And Roger's still a part of the family. Right. And Roger's a super nice guy. I, I would treat him like a brother, just like any of my brothers, you know, because in my opinion, he is a family. Right. And, and I was outside of the family for so long as it was that I don't know it as anything different. You know, they could come up and say, hey, this is your uncle, Cesar Chavez. And I'd be like, oh, cool. What's up, uncle? I have no fucking clue at the end of the day. But what I want to bring it back to is the fact that family is something that I feel are people that are there for you, people that have your back, people that you can depend on. I mean, that's huge. People are so fucking unreliable nowadays. Well, that's the thing. Like, how many people do you really have if you don't have blood-related family that are what you can consider family that would have your back and that would be there for you in time of need? Or are they just fair weather to the point where they're only there for the party, they're only there to get what they can from you for the good times, right? Yeah. And then, and then everything else is an inconvenience to them. Right. Well, and that's another thing. So like Shannon's mom, for example, mm-hmm. Shannon's mom treats me just like I was her own son. Right. You know, there's a ton of respect there. We care and love for each other. I do things to help her out. She does things to help me out. Yeah. You know, there's that understanding and, and she's not technically my family. I mean, she is, you know, because she's my kid's grandparents, grandma, and she's my, my girlfriend's it's mother. It's kind of weird if you think about it. You kind of are blood related now in a way. Not really. <laughs> I mean, so you're fucked up. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. You know, but that's a different thing. That That's acquired family. You know, that's family that just kind of pops up and, and it, that's through relationships and things like that. That's not the same, in my opinion, as somebody like Derek, for example, in your case. Mm-hmm. Derek's been a friend of yours for how many years? Uh, I'm going on probably 20 now. 20 years. I would guarantee. Now, Derek has his own mom. He has his own dad. Does mm-hmm. he have any other siblings? Uh, no, just his daughter that passed away, and that's it. Okay. So that's not his siblings. But, right. you know, beyond that, I would guarantee you Derek considers you like a brother to him. Yeah. You know, it's it's family, but there's a different meaning behind it. And, you know, you always hear the term. I always used to hear it growing up. Blood's thicker than water. But in some cases, if you don't have the blood for it to be thicker than water, if that doesn't exist and you have other scenarios or other situations you have to look out for, you know, sometimes the blood that's supposed to be thicker than water is some of the most poisonous or toxic relationships that you can be in. Right. You know, I know that in experiences that I've shared or or heard about from other people, sometimes their brother or sister or aunt or uncle or or something like that is the worst influence on them. Right. Or is the most taxing for their time and and money and whatever else it may be. You know, so family to me 
is different by definition because I went through a period where I figured, hey, everyone else is gone. You know, I grew up with just my mom. That's now I had my my sister's dad, which that was a whole abusive, fucked up relationship. You know, there was nothing good that came out of that. Mm -hmm. And then um, you go to the next part, which is Ed, my stepdad. Right. You know, and and like I said, he was always there for me. He was always great to me. But when you lose the blood feature of life, the person that in my case gave life to me, Mm -hmm. you know, when you lose that aspect, it's a very lonely feeling. Yeah, you almost feel orphaned. Right. And and I know you know what I'm talking about because you've been through the same thing. You were your shoes were much like mine where yes, you had a stepdad. Our, and ours are kind of different because they are. we're reversed. I'm yes. stepping into a situation now where I don't have blood family and you're stepping right. into a situation where the, that family is now just arriving. But see the the <laughs> difference there is my family has accepted you as their family. Right. Very so, awesome, awesome people. I can't say enough about them. You're only saying that cuz they're listening. How do I know they're listening? Because they listen. I can't see them. You can't see them, but they <laughs> definitely listen. They're hearing you. And I know my dad's got some of them one-way tickets, so watch <laughs> what you say. No. But but seriously, I mean, it's you know how it feels to lose and, and to kind of feel alone in the world. And all you have in your particular situation, because you don't have brothers and sisters, is you have friends. You have Derek. You have myself. You have your buddies out in California. Yeah, and you know, and it's a different situation, too, because right now I'm an adult, obviously. Are you? Um, yeah, we question that from day to day, but I am. That's and not the only thing we question. No, we <laughs> don't question kidding. that. <laughs> so, you know, being at my age, coming into a situation now where I'm kind of feeling orphaned is 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 very, very strange, especially since most of my life I've always had great family. I've always had the Christmases. I've always had the, the birthdays. I've had, you know, uh, mom there when I'm sick all and dad there, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and right. now stepping into a situation where it's completely, there's nothing. It's, it's very, it's very a lonely, alone feeling. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing. So now you have to rely on other people as far as families, not really rely, but those become your family, you know, your right. Thanksgivings, your Christmas, like you and Derek and I, we all exchange gifts on birthdays and Christmases right. and stuff like that. Yeah. And we've become family. If I have a get together, I always invite both you and Derek, right. you know, and it's because I realize for one, that, you know, you're like a brother to me, but for two, you don't have any other family to share that with. It's not like I say, "Hey, man, let's uh, let's get together for my birthday," and you're gonna be like, "Man, I would, but you know, my aunt's cooking X, Y, Z." Right? Because I'd be like, "You're full of shit." You know? <laughs> but you know, it's it's just a different concept and a different perception on things, and that's that's the thing is sometimes we forget about those people that play real value in life, and the people that are there to actually help us grow or watch us grow. Which is strange because now we're in a situation, like I said, you know, where, where I'm not having the things that I've had all my life and you're auto, now you're, you're having them. Right. And for you, so how's it been adjusting to people? It's crazy. So, you know, I'm not used to people being like, how are you doing today? Right. And, 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 and really being interested in you exactly. all day long. Right. Usually people are like, Hey, Alex, how's it going, man? Are you doing okay? By the way, I need something. Right. You know, right. Or by the way, I wanted to tell you something. Or can I ask you news. a question? Or can I borrow something from you? You know, it's always, yeah. Can I ask you a question? How many Fuck. questions can you answer a day, Alex? I don't know. It's almost <laughs> like the, the, do you remember the old lollipop thing? How many, how many does it take yeah. to get to the center of a Tootsie One, Pop? Yeah. Two, and it's like, 
three, you know, except my questions don't stop at that point. Right. Usually it's like, hey, such and such has a question about a question from a question that they asked this other person on Google that had this question. Right. And I'm like, holy fuck. (laughs) I've got to answer that. And that's kind of my job, though. My job is to help find solutions. Right. You know, which you're very good at. I am. I'm good at it because I know how to handle situations like that. And I know how to like you and I were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier, how to take a task and you either delegate it or you dive into it. You touch it once you set it down, you move to the next task. Specifically when you're overwhelmed with too many tasks. Exactly. So one of the big things that I see a lot of big leaders say is, hey, you know what? Write down the six things that are important to you to accomplish the next day. Mm -hmm. And don't stop doing what you're doing until you accomplish each one of those. You pick it up once, you set it down once, and that's it. Once you set it down, you're done for the day. Right. You know, and, and so... From a question thing, when people are always bugging me, asking me questions, it's not bugging me. A lot of them are very valid. But when questions get asked, I have to pick it up, find the solution, deal with it, set it down, move to the next. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy of mine, Eduardo. You know Eduardo. Mm-hmm. He called me today, and he had a – or I'm sorry, I called him because he sent me an email. And it was a very unique situation. And so what did I do? I did what I knew to do best, and I called Danny, my underwriter. And I said, hey – we have this weird scenario and we need to find a solution to it. Here it is. Can you help us? So I took that, I picked it up, I dealt with it and I set it down and now it's done. So now we don't have to go back and email back and forth and do all that stuff, you know, but he knew that, Hey, if anyone's going to have an answer to this, it's going to be Alex. And I mean, he said it, he's like, if anyone knows the answer to this, it's you. I'm like, yeah, you got one of them shirts that there's a question mark on it, and the in the front of it, it's an arrow pointing right to you. Right, right. I you're, should get you're the answer. I should have branded myself as the Riddler, <clears throat> the answer man, the Riddler. You know, yeah. the back Riddle in the Batman, it had all the question marks and yeah. stuff on it. But going back to the whole family thing, so bringing up Eduardo and his family, you know, that's a person that it, we've known each other for about three years now, mm-hmm. and. You know, he was an up and coming agent that's doing very well now. But him and I have built a family base. Yeah. You know, he showed up to my house. He brought pinatas for everybody to, to you know, for the kids, for the adults. He brought a gift. He brought tables. He brought chairs. Like this dude brought more shit than I did. Yeah. You know, and it's I thought he was going to bring a dog and a guitar like he said that one time, too. That would be awesome. <laughs> like he's just going to start singing. Yeah. So. But And, you know, his dad came, his mom came, and everyone was there, and we were having a great time. And and those are people that they're family to me, you know, they're because they have a different sense of caring. Eduardo's the type of person that will pick up the phone and call you just to make sure. Well, you're you know, right. and let me stop you right there, too, because here's the thing. These people. What do you mean by these people? Stop it. So they show up, and it's not an inconvenience to them. They're grateful to be there. That's That says – leaps and bounds and that i think separates certain you know acquaintances from who you consider family and who you consider friends and 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 that kind of stuff so you know that that's important like if you showed up to my house that's important because who else is no one no one's going to show up at my house well some people will like the mailman they show up there well, six yeah. days a week yeah um, let's see who else would show up there. UPS, like if you ordered something, they'd the garbage show up. guys show up if I pay them. That's true. Um, you know, so that's the thing. <laughs> but no, seriously. So Eduardo, I've known him for about three years now. Yeah, and he's he's family to me. Right. He's the type of person that reliability. The other day when I picked up my truck from the Rap Lab, which they did an amazing job. You've seen my. They truck. did. They it's, did a great job. I've had people on the interstate. They pull up next and they're like. 
honking their horn. I'm like, shit, is this dude going to shoot me? And I look over and it's thumbs up. I'm like, well, thanks. And not only does it look good, but people, you know, the, the, they treat you really well. They're great customer service and they're great people. It's right. not just it's not just the fact that they make a cool product and they do something really well, but they treat you really well. Right, exactly. And that's the main thing is, you know, it's it's about how you treat people, how you take care of people. And that's why Eduardo and I have become such close friends so quickly. You know, because he knows because most relationships with other other professionals is simply about, you know, hey, um, what can you do for me mm-hmm. and what can I do for you? Sure. Well, with you him scratch and I, your back or scratch right. my back, I scratch yours. Blah blah blah. Yeah. The funny thing about my back is it's located on my balls. <laughs> you have you ever seen Superbad? Yeah. So that's what he says. He's like, "Oh, really?" Because the funny thing about my back is it's located on my dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you're right. You know, it's more of a friend thing, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. Like Matt and I were talking earlier today, and we were talking about networking, and the difference in you know. For us, networking is something like, hey, let's sit in the driveway and have a couple of beers and swap out the air intake on a vehicle. Or, hey, let's meet up for lunch and hang out. Because networking is truly getting to know somebody and hanging out with somebody and enjoying doing so. You know, it's not always meaning that, hey, we're going to sit down for a meeting and we're going to network that way. It could be just a simple get together. And that kind of goes outside of the, the whole family thing. But it's kind of the way that people work together. You know, you have your professional relationships. Sure. It's what can I do for you and what can you do for me? And even a lot of friendships are that way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of friendships are based on how we can complement each other or what we can do for each other, whatever it is that, that may take place. But there's a lot of friendships that aren't very reliable. Yeah. You know, that you're in a bind and you try to call somebody and you need some help. And it, it's funny. There was a skit on a, it was Latin Kings of Comedy and I can't remember exactly who it was that put it up but the guy says hey man you know are you busy right now and the guy's like me no i'm not busy and i have to say in the, the latin the way it was said he's like no me no man i'm not busy what's up like later later he's exactly he's <laughs> like hey uh do you think you can come by when he said it you know in hispanic yeah he's like hey do you think you can come by uh later and help me switch out the transmission and the motor in my truck he's like oh Oh, you mean like later, like later, later? No, I'm busy. No, no, later, <laughs> later. <laughs> but that just goes to show, hey, it wasn't convenient for that person to drop what they were doing and come over and help out and take care of things. You know, so that's the big thing we have to consider. When you consider people that could be friends or family or acquaintances or business professionals or whatever, you have to look at the scenario and you have to look at the situation. And, and which one are they? Which yeah. category do they fall into? And how do we value those things? That's the biggest thing. How do you value people? You know, I, I went from on Facebook, I had 5,000 friends. I shrunk down to like 3,300. And still, that's a lot of friends. But I like to interact with people that value what it is I have to say, like this podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not taking the time to sit there and listen, it may not be that you don't value what I have to say. You may just be disinterested in what it is I have to say. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that we're not associates, affiliates, or friends. That just means that we're not as close as one of us would like us to believe. You know, even my aunt, she was sitting at the the uh, island, and I'm cutting off that rib beat, and I hear her listening to something. I'm like, what the fuck are you listening to? And she's like, your podcast, stupid. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> she may not have said stupid, but that's what I envisioned her she saying. Might've. She might have. She might have, yeah. She's got that personality about her. Um, but she was listening to my podcast. And, I mean, I'm right there. I'm standing right there. But that's what family does. Family supports people regardless of what decisions you make as long as they're within their moral compass. 
then they support you. Yeah, and it's got to feel good. I, I got to ask you because, you know, this is all new to you. But it's got to feel That's good great. to have these people sit. I mean, I was there, yeah. obviously, on your birthday watching right. everybody stop yeah. it. And uh, everybody was truly, genuinely interested in you. Yeah. They didn't They didn't have a desire to go out. Let's go out and party. Right. Let's go see the town. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Even though you did go out and show them yeah. some things, you're going to stop. No, <laughs> <laughs> but they were truly interested in this you. is a long fucking question. How does it feel, How's Alex, feel? to have people? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, it's great. It's something that it takes a lot of getting used to, because keep in mind, in my mind, I was the Lone Ranger. It's hard to accept it, 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 uh, uh, that much giving when somebody it, gives that much. No, to, it's, it's hard not. to accept it sometimes. Let me tell you. No, the fuck it's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, it's I was even though I have. My kids and Shannon and Shannon's family and everything else, which is great. It's very hard to take that in and say, hey, I still have family because here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you lose the blood side of things, you really feel like, okay, I don't have anything. Right. You know, and it's a very awkward feeling. Like I said, those are my children. That's my girlfriend. Like all that is part of who I am and what it is I am. But it's very hard to be like, hey, this is my family, too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a difficult difficult thing from a comprehension standpoint because i'm not used to people having a genuine concern for hey how was your day today yeah you know or asking hey are you excited like my grandma she's like hey two days left are you excited to see me or see us and mm-hmm. I, I look at shit i was like she asked me one more fucking time if i'm excited for them to come i swear to god i'm a blow up <laughs> and it wasn't that it was me it was just i'm not used to people being as excited to see them as i am as well because to you're see not them. used to that with nothing expected in return well, and you know. I'm like, for me, being excited for things, it's very hard because I grew up with so long with so much disappointment in life. Mm-hmm. So like Christmas and birthdays and stuff, it's very hard for me to show gratitude because I've grown up in such an oppressed lifestyle. So it's like when I get something from somebody, it's so hard for me to be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You I don't know, know. You do that when I give you stuff. It's I'm a good actor. <laughs> 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 but... But seriously, it's it's difficult to do it in a way like you see some kids and they get something like, oh, my God, oh, I love it. It's what I wanted. You know, people's speakers are fucking probably blowing out of their yeah, car. Sorry. Right sorry. Yeah. But anyway, so they act like that. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Thanks. You know, that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to receive that type of feeling or project that type of feeling. So it's difficult. For That's me. what I'm saying. It's it's kind of an awkward situation. Isn't it, it is. It's an it's mm-hmm. almost an uncomfortable situation, but not in a bad way. It's like almost when somebody compliments you, but you're not the kind of person that accepts compliments very well right. because you don't necessarily feel you're anything special. No, so I always when, feel special. No, I'm saying other. Oh, you're saying you. Uh, yeah, other I was people. Say I right. always feel special. Right. Someone other, be like, "Dude, people. you're fat." I'm like, "Thanks." No, like so if, I eat well. if somebody compliments me, it feels weird because I don't know how to accept a compliment. It feels awkward. Right. Well, see, like for me. It, I guess the comparison I would use is like if you put on a shirt and you feel like a fat ass that day and you're like, this shirt looks horrible on me. And you walk past someone that you respect and like, man, this shirt looks great on you. You're like, huh? Right. Because in your mind it was something else, but somebody else views you differently. Mm-hmm. It's funny because there was a thing on YouTube I saw. And after I get done with this, we'll have to wrap this up because I know my, my listeners are like, what the fuck? Just shut up so we can finish this podcast. But it was people that were painting – the person on the other side. So I would paint a picture of you and you would paint a picture of me. Oh God, I wouldn't want to see that. No, it'd be fucked up. Yeah. These people were actually, you know, they painted in a way that they perceive themselves. And 
the perception of how one side thought they looked compared to the other side was very night and day different. You know, it's no different than me having, uh, I don't know, tattoos. And me think, oh, shit, people are always going to judge me because of my tattoos. But the person on the other side of the canvas is really sitting there saying, this person looks like a nice, respectable person. Or whatever the case may be. That may be an extreme example. Only but, when you wear your pink shirt. Well, dude, I look like a stud in my pink shirt. Yeah. Like, seriously, you can't pull off pink. Oh, that reminds me. I have a limited edition shirt that's going to come out in October. And it's going to be pink, and it's going to have the white AJ logo. They're gonna be you mean J A? No, not Jackass. <laughs> but they're going to be twenty five dollars a piece, and one hundred percent of the net proceeds, proceeds, yes, will be donated. As as you listeners that are listening know, I lost my mom to cancer. Jeff also lost his mom to cancer. So I'm actually going to take those funds and I'm going to donate it to a very similar foundation, not the Susan Komen Foundation, but actually. Team Annie Rose, which is a localized charity, mm-hmm. what they do is they help kids with leukemia. And so I'm going to take 100% of the net proceeds and donate it back to that. Awesome. So those of you that are listening, if you're interested in one of those shirts, please send me a private message. Let me know because I would like to get them up, off, and sent mm-hmm. no later than mid-October so you can show your support for breast breast cancer breast cancer awareness. Like I said, I realize the money is going to leukemia. Right. But I think we can all agree that there's one sector of that that really hits a lot of us hard and that's children with cancer and that's what the team annie rose foundation does is they help these children that have cancer and provide them with some additional care maybe research alleviate some of the financial burden off the parents well yeah exactly anything i mean i couldn't imagine as a parent fuck dude like if one of my kids got cancer i would i don't know what i would do i could tell you one thing i would be the best fucking loan officer in the world because I would hustle so hard to make sure I could provide any type of medicine at any dollar amount for my children. Mm-hmm. So anyways, well, we're running out of time here. I apologize for kind of rambling back and forth and jumping from here to there. I do want to take a second, though, to point out a person in my spotlight, and that's Amy DeAndrea, Liberty Mutual Insurance. Awesome. She's always taking great care of all my clients. She really helped me out today with a person that we had an insurance policy for. She gave him a great rate, Mm -hmm. great products, great coverage. Yeah. She actually covers my vehicle. She covers your vehicles. She does. If you're looking for some badass insurance, please, please feel free to reach out to her, 615-474-474. Seven eight eight seven. Anyways, thanks again for tuning in, guys. I hope everybody that listens to the podcast has a great, great weekend. We've got something special coming up. You know what I ordered today? Oh, no, what? That sure microphone. So I will be <laughs> using the microphone that Michael Jackson used to record uh, Thriller on. Thriller. And Joe Rogan uses for his podcast. And who else? Who's the other person they named? Uh off the Howard Stern podcast. Oh, yeah, the, the lady that was on yes, Howard Stern. Yes, the lady. I forgot her so, name. So, yeah, the lady from Howard Stern. Isn't it crazy? Like, I hope one day that I become so famous that people are like, you know, the guy that was on the Alex show. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Jim, Jim. No, Jeff. So, anyways, thanks again for tuning in, guys. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.